Good morning, good afternoon, good day to everyone listening. This is, I believe, my fifth episode of Moana to Ohana podcast. Uh, this week, we will be talking about the Epcot. Um, it was where my CP started at the Food and Wine Festival. Um, I enjoy it because the World Showcase is cool. Just the ability to travel to different countries around the world in a very quick time is pretty awesome. Um, and to help me out are two of the probably the two of the biggest Epcot fans I know. One of them uh, I worked with at the Food and Wine Festival. He was one, there was three of us, there was 25 to 30 CPs and there was only three guys. So we kind of bonded over that fact that we were the only dudes. Um, and that is Ethan. Ethan, how are you doing good, today? Good, no, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Uh, would you like to just quickly, um, I'm not sure if it's a world record, but I'm going to say it's a world record. Uh, I'd like <laughs> to tell everyone... The amount of days you went to Epcot in a I row. went to Epcot for 63 days in a row. That is counting days that I only worked and didn't go as a guest. But yeah, 63 days in a row in Epcot. Which is absolutely <laughs> insane. But uh, we're going to say it's a world record because I don't know if too many people have beaten that. Um, and our second person we have going on today is Matt. Matt, how are you doing I'm doing today? good now. How are you? I'm great. Have you come any close to being 63 days in a row? Um Honestly, probably not, but you know, it felt like it for sure at work. All right. Uh, we did not work together at all during our college for actually one day we worked together because I picked up a shift at Hollywood Boulevard. So one day we actually worked together, but then your, I guess you could say your, uh, what's it called? Like add on. I can't think of the word right now. When you my, did your college program, oh, I extended my program. Your, your, yeah, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. I couldn't think of it. You, you were actually worked the, Art. Yeah, the Festival of the Arts. Festival, yeah, so Festival my extension of, of my program was Festival of the Arts back um, over at Epcot. So I know um, about the festivals, well, at least that one in particular and how it runs. So I definitely know the feeling right. of, right. you know, 63 days in a row. <laughs> so we have a couple guys on here as well as me who has worked there, enjoyed our time there, as well as know, between the three of us, know the park pretty much inside and out. Um and like any of you listeners have known, uh, anybody new I bring onto the show, I'd like to ask a few questions just to kind of see what things they enjoy about the wonderful world of Disney. So, gentlemen, we'll start with going. Let's make an easy one. Your favorite Disney character, either one, either guy can go first. Donald whoever. Duck. <laughs> Donald Duck. All right. Stitch. Ethan? Stitch. All right. I, didn't you buy like a the really big yep, Stitch? Yeah, I have the gigantic it, like... Stitch. He's sitting right behind me. Yes. I remember that. Okay, so Donald Duck. I think last week one of the girls I had on, she her favorite uh, character is Donald Duck, and Stitch is definitely I think probably number two on me. So on my list. So good there. Uh, let's go to how about favorite favorite Disney park besides Epcot? Oh, <laughs> if Epcot, if Epcot number one. So what do you, what's your guys' favorite park? It can be Disneyland. It can be one of the other ones, like, worldwide. But what's your favorite Disney park? I will say Animal Kingdom because I feel like it's definitely, like, the most unique um, out of all of them. And it's, like, also the most immersive to me. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I'm kind of torn between Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Um. I'll go Animal Kingdom just for the, the same thing Matt said. Like it's a lot more immersive. It's probably the most immersive park of all, even even Epcot. Um, <laughs> you're just you walk in and you're Have there. You... you know, you're you're in the Animal Kingdom. No, I 100. It's my favorite park out of all four of them. So I totally agree. Um, have you guys watched the Animal Kingdom, uh, the Magic of Animal Kingdom on Disney Plus? I actually haven't seen it. I didn't even know it was on there. But I mean, I will definitely watch it now. Yeah, the second episode might come out tomorrow. I'm assuming they're doing week by week basis, but yeah, last two last Friday the first one came out, and it has to do with one of the giraffes and one of the elephants, and then one of the chickens. So it's actually it's actually really interesting getting to see the behind the scenes of you got the behind the scenes of Imagineering, but then the behind the scenes of how the animals are treated and and everything like that. And it's really that sounds cool. really cool. Ethan, have you seen? No, it I'm I'm super behind on all of my Disney Plus watching. I haven't even gotten to the Imagineering story yet. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a shame. As a Disney fan, you should be. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, one more. Let's see. Uh, favorite favorite Disney song. You have a favorite Disney song? Oh, this is hard. 
Oh, jeez. I don't know how much you guys listen to um, the music. I will say that, like, the two songs by Dina Menzel in Frozen, well, actually three, I mean, all three of her songs in Frozen are fantastic to me, but I think my number one is um, Almost There from Princess and the Frog. That's a, that's a very good song. That's a very good soundtrack, but yes, that's a very good um, song. Can Ethan, it be yeah. a movie or a park? Like, could I? Does it have to be a movie? No, my mine. Like on my first episode, I said my favorite song was "Happily Ever okay. After." So uh, mine would be "We Go On" from Illuminations. Okay, that's yeah. Because I was just going to change my answer to just the entire Illuminations soundtrack <laughs> and "Promise." I would specifically pick "We Go All On" right. from Illuminations if I had to pick. Well, I, I guess I picked the two right people yeah. to do this episode <laughs> with then. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, I just thought of another question, so I might as well ask it. I, Ethan, I know you've stayed at a decent amount. Matt, I'm not sure, but what's your favorite uh, resort on beach property? Club. Yep, mine's also the Beach Club. Beach Club. <laughs> okay, that's... All right. I guess something with you guys. You guys need to actually hang out in person sometime, then, because you guys seem to yeah, enjoy... A lot of the same, same person. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. It sounds like it. All right, so we're going to get started on going in deep dive deeping into Epcot a little bit and I guess I wanted to start with this just because unfortunately it's the way Epcot is now and I think everyone's answer is going to kind of be negative but unfortunately that's what it is. I just want to know your guys opinion on the park as of right now. I guess Ethan you haven't really been here. I've been keeping I don't know I've, I've been following been. yeah I haven't I, it's okay. been eight months since I've been to Epcot and it still looks the <laughs> so, same uh, I imagine <laughs> So if you guys want to start, Ethan, if you want to start uh, your opinion on where the park is at now with construction, the way it's going, actually, just what what it, don't even worry about the direction it's headed, just of what it's at. I right think that now. unfortunately, right now, Epcot's in a place where it has it has to be the way it is in order to improve later. Um, it's a necessary sacrifice um, to have everything up and ready in time. My issue is that now we've got all these rumors of like canceled projects and stuff on things that have already been demolished or taken away. So even when they are done, there's going to be stuff missing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I mean, there has been a lot of projects across property and that's not, nothing to really do much with Disney. It's just kind of the where we're at right now. And it's definitely an issue that might be big holes and big gaps around the park uh, once everything in the next year that they're hoping to have it is done. Matt, uh, I'll let you have the floor now because I know that you might. Yeah, I mean. Just go ahead. You go ahead. You go I for mean, it. <laughs> I definitely agree with what Ethan said. You know, it is something that is uh, necessary for like the vision that they have. However, I do think that the way that they're taking it is almost, I mean, it's atrocious. Like they, the entire like center of Epcot being closed is, I mean, to me, I feel like a safety issue almost. It's also very inconvenient for guests. I mean, having worked at the, um, the festival of the arts when it started and when everything was kind of under construction, people would come up to me like very upset, you know, cause they literally couldn't even find the exit of the park and they just wanted to go home. And I couldn't even give them proper directions because every day the park was changing and closing different pathways. And there was just like, it felt like there was no way out. And then recently I saw, um, somebody posted something where like they just put up brand new construction walls around like the, um, you know, like the, the little fountains, the water fountains, for, like the kids go play and like a little play area that has like the water that um, also got construction walls around it, which like, again, isn't a big deal. And it's not that in particular isn't really in the way, but it makes me wonder like how they're still going about doing like renovations and like upgrading certain things and putting up more construction walls while they haven't even completed or like even touched so many parts of this park that are just like definitely essential to like the flow and like safety and also just i mean just kind of everything about like the show in general which i understand i mean going back to what ethan said like it technically is you know a necessary move for towards progress but i just i mean and you know you know i think it just boils down to the fact that like this was all very unfortunate timing with you know the closures and like the impact that this has had. And I don't think Disney really knew what was coming. So I can't exactly blame them. It just is kind of unfortunate um, where it is now. And I wish that they would, you know, get the ball rolling a little bit so that it could get back to being, you know, the great park that it is. Yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you guys. It's needed because I think 
Epcot really hasn't had that much of a makeover since it opened. Um, and well, speaking about it, let's say the thirty first. 31st birthday? No. What is it? Am I totally wrong? No, it's last the 30th, it was too, it was 7th, last year. I believe. 38th. 37th. And then it's Magic Kingdom. It's Disney I think World. It's 38th. 49th birthday. Yeah, 38. It's 38. I'm about to do 40 in two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, forgot to mention that part that today is actually the day of this recording. October 1st is uh, the Walt Disney World's birthday. 49th. So next year at this time, it'll be the 50th. Mm-hmm. Well, we're hoping Epcot's done by then because, for lack of a better word, the park is ugly yeah. right now. Um, it's like it was somebody had makeup on and they started to cry and all the makeup's all down their face and everything like that. That's what it pretty much looks That's like. What it feels like. Uh, it, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm okay with the construction here and there and all over the place and up and down the sides and stuff like that. But like you said, Matt, up the middle of it is unfortunate to see because that was just such a beautiful part of the park with the fountain. And just walking behind the ball, the spaceship Earth, and just it opened the up to that. The canopy over the Penn Central. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. That was amazing. And it, yeah, and now it, now it looks like they're making a little bit. Last time I was there, the Club Cool and Starbucks area, the building wasn't even there anymore. So you can definitely know that they're making progress. It was even uglier when the building was still up, and you could just all you saw was the the steel beams. Yep. Yeah, that that made it really oh, ugly. Full but, of uh, yeah, yeah. So. Um, hopefully that they do get the ball rolling and by the 50th anniversary that you're hoping that it's at least there's no walls and everything's up or whatever they're going to have for the 50th. I don't think everything's going to be done, but you never know. So let's get a little bit, I guess you could say nicer side of the park and talk about the good things it has. Um, between future world, the park's divided into two, two parks two parts as people don't know there's future worlds which is where all i guess you could say that the rides are technically and then there's a world showcase with all the countries that everyone talks about where they drink around the world and have pretty much the majority of the festival when there are for the festivals um and so based off those two things do you guys prefer prefer future world or the world showcase? world showcase yeah definitely the world showcase that's like the most unique part of the park and honestly what makes epcot so unique and what it makes it stand out to any other park in the world yeah that's like the majority okay. of my day is spent in world showcase future 100%. world is nice to All go right. ride like three rides and then i'm in i'm in world showcase for the rest of the day yeah me too i i i figured that was the answer that's that's my it's i enjoy that more than future world because you go to epcot and you you pretty much plan to walk miles because you're just walking in and out of the stores and the countries and everything and pretty much exploring. So the world showcase, like you said, guys, it's makes the park a one of a kind experience, especially right now. It kind of sucks that they're not there, but especially when they have the people from the countries there, yeah, uh, being able to talk to somebody who actually is from Germany or actually from Morocco and stuff like that. And China, it's really cool to be able to talk to them. Um, before we get into the world showcase, uh, let's let's stay in future world. Do you guys prefer the? I don't remember which one it is, east or west. Do you prefer the nature side? You guys can probably help me. Which like one's, which current, currently or future plans? Now, like east or west? Hmm. I don't. I don't remember which one's. That west. honestly is. I would say. I like them both for different reasons, so this is a little bit of a difficult question. I I'm gonna stick with definitely the the land pavilion because I think that Soren and like I okay, let's just say that the attractions on that side I like overall better than the attractions um over on the like science side. Like Test Track is a great ride. Um personally I prefer the older version. Maybe that would sway me differently. But um, Mission Space isn't for everybody. And then, I mean, again, the Guardians ride, which is coming, which I'm sure we'll talk about later, that might also change my opinion. But right now, um, definitely the land. Yeah, okay. it, it depends, right. I guess, what you're looking for out of out of Disney World. Because you have on the, the land side, on the nature side, you've got Soarin', you've got Living with the Land, you've got Nemo, you've got Figment. These are all very laid back, relaxing rides. You move over to um, World Discovery. You've got Test Track, which is the fastest ride in Disney World. You've got 
Mission Space, which is a literal like flight simulator, and then you're eventually going to have the Guardians coaster. Like it's two completely different environments. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with I, I like the nature side better because Living with the Land is my favorite okay. ride in Disney. Yeah, Living with the Land. I actually didn't like ride Living with the Land until about the beginning of 2020, and I rode it and I went through the first part of it, and it was just like the the rooms where they kind of talk about living with the land, I guess. And I'm like, this ride's kind of not very fun. And then you go into the next part of it where they actually have plants that they're actually growing to be eaten and stuff like that. Like, this is actually really cool. You hear fruits and vegetables and you've never even heard of, and they have them sitting right in front of you and stuff like that. I learned that we eat bananas backwards Mm -hmm. pretty much. So no, I, I, uh, I'd prefer the nature side, but that's because of the aquarium. I will never not go to Epcot and not take a step in the aquarium and just go take a look at the dolphins and the, other tanks um i enjoy just going to see them and stuff like that and sometimes i don't even see dolphins because they're busy doing something else or they're or whatever but uh i prefer the nature side mainly because of uh nemo and the seas or friends with the seas or whatever the heck it's called but uh what what's next so we had we're talking about not much more else in future worlds i mean that's it's the couple big rides and besides that you go straight to world showcase after that and this might be a difficult question since I didn't really give you time to prepare for it. And there's obviously a lot of choices. What is your guys' favorite pavilion? The land. Not pavilion. Like, oh. uh, country. My bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mine changes a lot. It's either Germany or Japan. I, Germany or I Japan? I was going to say Japan, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh I enjoy Japan because it's cool to, and everything like that. Uh, I mean, they're all cool. Japan is probably not my favorite. I really enjoy Mexico. Uh, it's definitely the most unique. I think Mexico's one. fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy Mexico, especially with the the going inside the pyramids and stuff like that. I also enjoy the ride um, in Mexico too. For sure. What it if going to Coco? What's your opinion on that? Yes or no? It just depends on how they do it. Um, Personally, I like the way the ride is now, but, you know, you always have to be um, open to change. However, I would prefer a ride that's kind of like, I like what they, they did sort of with, um, with the Frozen, um, Frozen Ever After, where it's like, it's not like they're telling the story of Frozen. It's kind of like an, um, like an added on story where, or where they put you in the story and like, you're going up to Elsa's ice palace. If they were to do something like that with Coco, I would appreciate it. Um, I kind of saw like, you know, fan-made concept arts where it's like you go through the story of Coco, which would be cool, but I just feel like I already know the story and I've already seen the movie, so it wouldn't be anything different than me just, you know, watching the movie, I feel like. So I would no so that's just my opinion on it. Yeah. That's a good that's a really good uh that's a good one because there are a lot of rides where you just go through the movie that we already know the movie. Why don't we have something else that has the characters and the music and everything like that, but add that extra extra story and extra inclusivity with being part of the ride and everything like that and stuff like that. So uh, I think it would be cool to see Coco. Coco is my favorite Pixar movie. So um, it would be cool to do that. Uh, Going off of the pavilions, like the countries and stuff, do you guys have a favorite? um, I guess I can skip to this then real quick. Favorite festival out of the four. And then I'll get back to the question. I was just about to ask favorite festival. Food and wine. Matt, do you have a favorite? Um, mine is Festival of the Arts, and I mean, I could be a little bit biased because Big surprise, that's I, yeah. Okay, but but I have, yeah, but I have I mean, a reason. That's the ones we guys do. is because there's so much more to the Festival of the Arts. Like, it's not just food and drinks like um, that are offered at other festivals. It has so many interactive activities, like the um, the artists that are doing chalk art every day on the ground. And then they have like the um, paint by number mural over at the front. And they have a lot of picture opportunities where you can like place yourself into like a famous painting and take a picture with PhotoPass cast member. And I think that those extra, like the added opportunities and like um, activities that they have for you to do at that festival, like there's more of those than uh, any other festival. I think you're swaying my opinion actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, so for people who don't know, there's four festivals and people also complain about, that's one thing that people also complain about, not necessarily with the construction and everything, but people are saying that like 
Epcot's just turned it into the festival center, pretty much. It is all it is is festival after festival. Um, so for people who don't know, January, February, March-ish time is the Festival of the Arts. And then after that, when it's like springtime, it's the Flower and Garden Festival. And then it turns in, there's like a month or so break, two months no, break. It's, I think it's, this year. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it go right yeah, into it's it. two and a half. Well, it's from... Flower and Garden ends in the middle of May. And then Food and Wine usually picks so, yeah, up then, at the end of August. Yeah, they have the summer yeah, so, off. Like um, festival uh, team cast members have the summer off where they get like deployed. Oh yeah, because they yeah okay. So there, there's then there's a, there's two month break the summertime, and then they go to the Food and Wine Festival, which is usually the longest festival. Yes. Last when we worked it, when me and Ethan worked it, I think it was eighty seven days, which was the up until yeah, this year crazy like is that. the Food and Wine. Festival. It was it was the longest festival, and then after that, just around Christmas time. From Thanksgiving until Christmas, it's the Festival of the Holidays, uh, which I, I I haven't been to, actually haven't been to the Festival of the Arts because my CP was over and I never came back for it. Uh, Flower and Garden is really cool just to see all the the, the ability that people can do with with bushes. <laughs> things is really cool. Um, and then the food and wine. I mean, Ethan, you know how it is, sitting at work on Friday, Saturday nights with 60,000 people who are just drunk. It's very, it's very comical and entertaining just to st- stand there and just sit behind a counter and just watch people. Um, and then the Festival of Holidays, I just, I love Christmas time, so that definitely helps. So between the Festival of the Food and Wine Festival and the Festival of Holidays, there is the beat to the Eat to the Beat music thing, as well as the Candlelight Processional or whatever exactly yeah. it's called. Uh, is there, if you guys got to see one of them and picked like your favorite person that you each want to see, is there one that you preferred over the other? Do you guys like to go to the E to the B or like the candlelight processional more? You're talking like, well, can I include the uh, the Broadway one from Festival of the Arts? I honestly didn't know there was one for the Festival of the Arts. So absolutely, yeah, I would go pick ahead. that one because when I would work over in um, in France and Morocco, that area, um, you can like faintly hear like the music and it was phenomenal like the singing i mean it's broadway you know they have like these really talented singers that come and perform a lot of uh songs disney songs that you can hear and they're all like so incredible and um for to me that's like the best show that they have which is another reason why festival of the arts is my favorite okay ethan do you have one that you prefer like you I, I really do like the Broadway. Like, you're literally getting a free Broadway performance, but I'm going to have to go Candlelight Processional because I love Christmas, and the Candlelight Processional is just... It's just the most Christmassy thing ever. Like, I, it's just really great to be there, like, around the so, holidays. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, once again, people who don't know what we're talking about right now is that around... Every festival has, like... A, I don't know, a concert each day. And at the American Adventure, the stage, they have a show each night and each festival has their own thing. So that's what we were just speaking about there. Um, so a couple other things that we have favorites of in the park. Um, how about, do we have a, well, Ethan, you already said living with the land. So I guess we'll just go to uh, Matt. Do you have a favorite ride in? Uh, I can pick my second favorite too. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and pick your second favorite because I got to think about this. Spaceship Earth. Oh, that's my number Spaceship one. Earth. That was easy. Yeah, I should have thought of that. Okay. Mine's probably honestly uh, uh, what Frozen. I honestly love the Frozen one. It's so cool. It, the Olaf uh, animatronic and just the it's awesome. I love the queue too. Just walking through Arendelle and everything like that inside. I love. They the definitely Frozen made ride. the best of a very oh. limited amount of space for that queue. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But um. I mean, all the rides, and honestly, all the rides, and well, I don't know how much you guys are going to get mad at me for this. I dislike Figment a lot. Not a big fan at all. So besides much. that ride, okay. Besides that ride, I love all the rides in Epcot. They're all absolutely wonderful rides. The real question so, is, do you like the character Figment, though? No. I think it's annoying because a bunch of, it was like old women always came up to me like, oh, Figment, Figment. I love Figment. I'm like, do you have, do you have Figment stuff? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I know we have a little bit, but not really. And it was just always like everyone like Figment has a cult or something. Oh, he definitely it's like, does. What's going Figment on? Here? Was like so the mascot. When the park opened, there was the Figment ride, and then they got rid of him for a little while. There was a couple of years, couple a, years, and they where brought they back put a in, really bad they one. They put in a new ride that didn't have Figment. 
they brought back Figment because everyone got really mad. And then that third iteration of the ride, that's the one that most people seem to agree was the best one. And now we're on the fourth iteration that nobody likes. <laughs> Except for Figment fans, yeah, obviously. So. <laughs> Just to see them floating around and stuff like that. So uh, last thing. Oh, wait. I still have two things on the um, favorites. Uh, if you could go to the Food and Wine Festival, I don't know how much you guys drink. Um, if you could go to the Food and Wine Festival and pick, I guess, a, a food as well as a beverage out of any of the countries, what would you pick as the food and beverage? And it can be, it doesn't have to be from the same uh, one. It can right. be from one from one. I'm going to pick the marinated chicken in Thailand because that was absolutely phenomenal. Very popular uh, choice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could be basic, right? But um, <laughs> the drink, I've actually never been to the Food and Wine Festival after. You know, I mean, I just turned 21. So, like, I have absolutely no idea. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, Ethan, how about you? Do you have a go-to food and beverage at the Food and Wine Festival? Uh, I'm going to go with the Nitro Chocolate Truffle from the Chocolate Studio. Okay. Okay. My, I haven't had I haven't had either of the ones. My you favorite mentioned. thing. I I think I ended up eating at least two things from every booth by the end. As a okay. result of being there for nine weeks in a row. Um <laughs> I don't really drink much. I know that the Okay. There was I guess the uh was that food and wine? Oh it was food and wine. Yeah. Um The Earth Studio, was that what it was? Or Earth yeah, Eats. Earth Earth Eats. Eats. Um, they had, yeah, they had kombucha yeah. that I really liked. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if they... Did they have the all the different types of mac and cheese last year? Or is it just this year? They I had, don't remember it last year. Matt, they had know? one type of mac and cheese that Active Eats. Okay. But this year they have like lobster mac and cheese and buffalo mac yeah, and no, that's, cheese and that's stuff. Different. I really like... Yeah, this year it's a little different. It's the taste of the Food and Wine Festival, which I actually kind of like the name of it, how it's only part of it and how they kind of named it after that. But uh, I really like the mac and cheese that they have, um, as also as well as the, the cake pop they have this year. I Those are delicious. <laughs> so so good. Um, and then, but the filet mignon was really good from Canada. I honestly haven't had that many things at the Food and Wine Festival because I'm very, I guess you could say, stingy with <laughs> my money. the same way. I just didn't spend a lot of just didn't spend a lot on, on the food when that. I would That's go. where we differ. I'm, so. uh, <laughs> I came to Disney with um, <laughs> a certain amount of money, and my intention was to leave with none of it. Yes, I was see, the, I was the complete opposite. <laughs> the yeah, five so, month I mean, vacation for me. No, like my biggest secret in Epcot is if you go to France, you can get a full. Oh you, my God. you can get you <laughs> a can get, yes a full baguette for three dollars yes. and ten cents. Yep. What a yep. steal. And they give you as much butter as you want. Just, like, I discovered that. Sign me up. Oh I'm done. God. That's it. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, last, time you went, last time we were at Epcot together, we went there and the girls, they got actually something worthwhile getting in. You got a whole baguette. And yeah. And who there. left full and who left hungry. Just ate it. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well. Got to count who, the calories. Who, who ate part? And they spent more. Yeah. So. <laughs> they spent like double yeah. on like a quarter of the amount. But, uh, all right. So this one. My answer, I feel like, is going to be different than yours, but we'll see. To the coming attractions that are coming to, as including Ratatouille, and even if it's a refurb of Spaceship Earth, what is your favorite ride that is going to be coming, or attraction that's coming to Epcot? Either either of you guys can go for it. Mm. If you guys don't know, I have my answer. My um, so initial impression from ahead. when... I walked into the Epcot experience for the first time, which I guess was a year ago yesterday. Um, Spaceship Earth, our shared story, the redo of Spaceship Earth was by far the thing I was the most excited for at that point. But now that they've kind of like not canceled it, but delayed it. Yeah. I think that I would probably say I'm pretty stoked for the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, just because. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe that's an easy shoot, answer. I'm not wrong for this, but they it's going to shoot us off right. backwards, correct? Yes. I feel, and then you're going to turn around okay. part right. of the way through the ride. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't want to give the false information, but that's what I thought I heard. Matt, do you have a uh, favorite coming attraction? 
even if I don't I think if there's new restaurants or anything coming. Yeah, the Space 220 seems yeah. really cool. I would probably agree with the Guardians coaster. The only thing is like I mean, I like kind of said it, but I'll just clarify. I'm still kind of like iffy about adding Disney IPs into Epcot that yeah. like kind of don't make sense like i mean frozen i have a bone to pick with but like you know it's there so what can i do but like guardians as an attraction i feel like i'm definitely excited but like in terms of what i am excited for that also to me fits would be ratatouille okay that's fair that's fair um i feel like it fits well just because of the side it's on in future run and everything but the thing i am most excited for is the moana water attraction that did come to mind and i was thinking about saying that it it has to do with water and they're making a just like a walkthrough attraction out of it i don't know how the heck they're gonna make that cool but it just sounds so They'll cool find a way so that's what i'm so excited just to see like it's it's a it's allowing the people who want to see more movies and ip in the parks that but it's also an original idea um, so it's kind of best of both worlds, in my opinion. Yep. So that kind of makes everybody a little happy. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about, um, they took the, the water from the Fountain of Nations that was originally in the middle of Epcot, and they're going to be putting that in the Moana attraction. Oh, that sounds really okay. cool. That's I, that's really cool. And for people who don't know, the the fountain that he is speaking of had, when it first opened, Epcot, Disney asked, I think it's 35 different countries from around the world to bring water from their land, and they threw it in that thing in that in the fountain and then a couple years later or maybe a couple decades later uh the 11 countries that are are currently in epcot brought more water to throw in there to have more water back in it so um evaporation (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so that's why it's called the fountain of nations because they had i think the number was 35 sounds familiar i could be wrong i think that's what it was um which is just so cool how people brought like hey can you bring some water from you know canada down here just to so we can have some to put in this little fountain we got going on here and it's kind of like the idea of what walt and the people who spearheaded the idea of epcot is that once you're together you can't be mixed up so it's just it's a good cool idea and everything like that and it's this whole idea of having a community of that's utopia and everything like that so I think this part, well, next part, before we, we go going too to... far, can I, can I, I bring something up? I just yeah, think, thought about this like a little while ago and I wanted to see like your opinions on it. I might have even already like asked you before, but like I thought of the idea that like, or let me just ask you, do you think that Tron fits better where Guardians of the Galaxy is and Guardians of the Galaxy fits better where Tron is, if the no. space permitted? I would say no. Okay. Um, uh, that's... I think you did ask me that I think I did. the other day when we were at yeah. studios. And I don't know if I gave you what answer I gave you. I honestly don't remember. Um, I don't know. I mean, Tron, one of the, something has to go to Tomorrowland because it needs to be a little bit. Yeah. The up, reason but... I thought Guardians of the Galaxy was because A, like Disney movie, and B, because I feel like it's more, um, not retro future. I don't know. I just felt like it fit. Technically, either ride fits in Tomorrowland, but I felt like... I would say either ride fits in Tomorrowland, but my thinking is more... So they're going to be redoing like the naming of Epcot, right? So then you're going to have World Showcase, World Celebration, World Discovery, World Nature. World Discovery is going to have Test Track, Mission Space, and Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I feel it doesn't fit in very well with that theme compared to the other two rides, but I feel that Tron would fit even less with that theme compared to the other two rides. Um, because Tron's a com- like I don't know it's completely fictional, and it doesn't occur in space. <laughs> Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy does co- occur in space at the very least, and still quite fictional when you have talking raccoons. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my logic was like Tron is, um, although fictional, it uh, it does represent like technology. I mean, I I watched the movie just because the ride was coming in. It was like about a video game and. I mean, which I guess kind of doesn't seem like futuristic, but in a sense, like it was the technology in it, like that brought you into the game. It just, and like the bikes in it just seemed like super futuristic, which is why I thought that, but I can see your point. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm glad that there's a ride 
each of those rides are coming to the locations they're coming to kind of amp it up a little bit and make it a little bit better. Because Tomorrowland, I love Tomorrowland, but it needs I mean, Tron. It's it's nice to have yeah to it draw away it. a crowd from Seven Dwarves at long last. Finally, yeah, true, very true. So after the next part, we're gonna get into is I feel like the main reason I brought on Matt and brought on Ethan um, is to talk about the wonderful illuminations. Yes. Yes. <laughs> illuminations. <laughs> um, before we start talking about illuminations, I want it to be an, an all inclusive nighttime spectacular segment. Um, and so that includes Epcot forever as well as Harmonious, I'm offended which you put these in the same I don't category. Know I'm it, hey. Disney did by saying this gives me an opportunity uh, to, to trash talk Epcot Forever and Harmonious even more. <laughs> so, so um, I honestly didn't know where to start by asking you questions with like illuminations because I saw besides working and hearing it outside of the um, the store we worked in and knowing that nine twelve or nine thirteen I had to yeah. really get on my high horse to bring back <laughs> stock or I'd get stuck in a bunch of people. Besides that, I watched it only one time, and I wasn't a huge fan of it because I was kind of like, oh, Happily Ever After, this compares – nothing compares to Happily Ever After, so this is not as good. But I know, uh, Matt, you pretty much know Happily Ever After from the second it starts to the second it ends. And Ethan, I'm pretty sure you know a lot yeah. about it as well. So if you guys just want to talk about, like, I don't know the history of where it started and like when and how long it lasted and stuff like that. The floors, the floor on this one is for your guys to go because I don't really know much about the show. You're talking so. about illuminations, oh, yeah. And then and then compare it. Do to you mind Epcot if I make a quick interjection? So you were saying that you sure. weren't so sure about how you felt about illuminations, but you really like Happily Ever After. Here's my opinion on that. Happily Ever After is a fireworks show. Illuminations. I was going to say the exact Illuminations same thing. was in the nighttime spectacular. Okay, <laughs> two two very different things. Illuminations, in my opinion. Okay, okay. I would also okay. like to Illuminations add. Illuminations more of a story. Yes, that, that's what I was just going to say. Is like I'd also like to add is like there's two things to look at when you're watching a show, and one would be probably like the wow factor, and the other one would be like the story and the message that it's telling. And I feel like everybody just neglects the story aspect of it, and they only they're they're very. Um, they're just looking for the wow factor. They're not deep enough to like want to, want to learn anything or want a story, which is why I feel like Epcot was also, you know, it's kind of becoming where it is because people just lost interest, which to me is sad. We're not saying that this is you, by the way, okay. Noah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I Happily Ever After is my favorite just because of the, the straight up emotion I get watching it. I see, but that's my same thing um, for Illuminations. <laughs> yeah, well, the times I've watched it was like every time I watch it, I'm with my friends and everything and it's just and the, the amount of the disney music i just love disney music as well as like i said happy ever after is my favorite song just because the message behind that and everything sure. like that but uh we'll go back to we'll go back to illuminations now uh, so matt you mentioned the story yes matt why don't you talk about the story and then ethan you interject whenever you think you will have a little aspect of it that sure. you want. Yeah, to add. I definitely we'll want go, Ethan if that, if that interjecting works. and like adding with me because I'm sure I'm going to forget stuff and you know like the everything how it works. So before before you start, let's not go 45 minutes like with this. One. <laughs> I will try so <laughs> hard to keep it under 30 minutes. Okay, all 30, right. 30 so minutes. I'm going to start with the torches around the world showcase because I feel like that is like a good thing good to, start to start with. Yeah. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's 19, right? 19. Yes. So, and then just like, just keep that in mind because that comes back. That totally comes back. So when the <laughs> show starts, you have chaos, which is like the first scene of the show. And, you know, there's like the fire and like, everything's just like, there, if at first there's like silence and then all of a sudden there's like this huge explosion and like, it goes on for a couple minutes and then, you know, it's supposed to be uh, symbolizing like the creation of the earth essentially. And then after that's over, you have um, the second act, which is order. Or um, I, I've also heard people refer to it as like creation, right. so the three C's. Um, so uh, that's when the globe comes out. Flotera, rest in peace, miss you forever. And this is the part that most people decide they don't like. A they don't like the show, right? This is where they lose it. <laughs> so I've always understood, you know, like that there's pictures on the globe, but I never really understood 
what they were until, and then I will credit my friend who actually did a tour um, in Epcot. They did like a, I don't know if it was a backstage tour, but um, one of the tour guides that they had um, was explaining like the different things on the globe. And I actually learned a lot from it. So basically how it starts is the globe is just like a bunch of different colors. It's like, you know, like it starts really like hot colors with like red and orange. And then it slowly like cools down into lighter colors, like um, brown for dirt and then like green for trees and blue for water, you know, like create, like showing that like the earth is going, it's no longer just a pile of like lava and like fire. It's now like actually starting to like create life. And um, you slowly move into like seeing um, actual pictures then where it's like trees and, the ocean and animals. And then um, after animals, you start to see like, um, like people and humans, like you have humans introduced and there's like cave drawings. Um, and then they chose the evolution of humans when we, and by the way, the reason why people don't like this part is because there's no fireworks. It's mostly just fountains and music, but this, the whole reason is not to, like I mentioned before about the wow factor. It's about the storytelling that's happening right now. So um, then you get to the point where you see like, boats and planes and stuff and like different ways to travel which is uh representing us like going out to meet like other countries in a sense like you know more so unity and when that happens that's when all the countries light up around the world showcase so it's supposed to like you know resemble like oh like we're all one now kind of and then um so after that it transitions into the um the third c which is celebration which is like you know like i i mean essentially just like now that we're all like one essentially we we're celebrating um our creation and like you know being together and like our history and our world and what you know where we are now and then um after that it transitions into ethan's favorite song we go on which is like um talking about so now we're here we're we're like we're at this point in our lives but we will continue to like go on and like what will our future hold for us so the song goes on for a little bit and then like the um the globe starts to open up and then the globe reveals the 20th torch and the torch lights it symbolizes the closing of the 20th century and then um the finale of the very you know the big finish with all the white fireworks um, I was told actually is supposed to resemble like a bunch of doves being um, like let loose essentially where it's like doves are flying to resemble like, you know, like just the future and like happiness and freedom, et cetera, you know. And um, when you see like the torch and like the closing, it's also supposed to be telling you that like we who are watching the show are like supposed to be the start of the 21st torch, essentially. Like we're the 21st century where like that's what our future is. And the reason, and that's why I brought up the torches in the beginning, is because the twentieth torch is the one that comes out of the globe. So, um, but that's mostly it. Did I miss anything, Ethan? Um, well, one only thing that I want to talk about is just that Illuminations debuted in nineteen ninety nine. Right. Um, this date, actually, so October first, nineteen ninety nine. And it was originally meant to be a very short run show because it was just supposed to be bringing in the 21st century. Right, like the Millennium Celebration. Um, and then obviously it, it outlived its uh, original expectation. Thank goodness. Well, it lasted exactly 20 years, though. Because last year, yep. September September 30th was the last day yep. of it last year, right? That was probably the busiest day we've had at, we had at work as I well. I was off that day. Actually, it rained. <laughs> It, and it that's rained a, yeah. that day, didn't it? Kind of yeah, disappointing. Thought, it it, it was pretty day. much done by the time the show started, though. It was perfect. It was yeah. really perfect. So, do you guys have anything else to add about the about actual illuminations? Um, I, I would just or like to that, say that the, the the story the story aspect of illuminations. I mean, I it, is that it about story wise? Yes, I just wanted to say that the reason why it fits so well in Epcot was because Epcot is all about a story and about humanity and the world. And that show fits so perfectly. And I'm under, you know, I'm, I get that we have to change things and I get, we got to move on. But I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a segue into your next question, but we like personally, <laughs> I just don't think that the direction that they're going with the nighttime shows after Illuminations is a good one. And I don't think it lives up to what we had for 20 years. So I'll just leave it at that. So Epcot Forever, I guess we could mention. <laughs> it, 
you you guys i'm gonna drop like a it. hot take actually. i know a lot of people i like epcot forever i Go like ahead. the idea of it i like the idea of it it just wasn't um just i wasn't like the idea of a well show that celebrates epcot i think that's good um i had a couple issues with it the biggest of which was uh, a whole new world the name yeah oh i was, I was thinking my biggest issue was the name Epcot for a little while, not forever. <laughs> um, my other issue with it is that it was designed to last six months, maybe, and it was falling apart within two weeks. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, what, were you, Ethan, were you working the one night that we had to stay until yeah. 1130 because they couldn't get it to work? Were yep, you working that night? I was uh, in red zone that yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. I was inside the store. So uh, I remember that night. We were like, it was nine o'clock, and we're like, yeah, we might have it. We're going to try to get it. And then all of a sudden, uh, there, Ryan and stuff was telling us that we had to stay open until like 11. I think I actually ended up getting bumped out yeah. early because they wanted to not pay us as much, obviously. So they moved some <laughs> people from Port of Entry out to Red Zone. Yeah, no, we were there for, we were, I think we left at maybe 1130. Yeah, they, I got moved out at like 1030 that day. More okay. like Epcot yeah, so. makes you wait forever. That's even better. <laughs> I like mine a little bit better, I guess. But <laughs> So I don't know much about Harmonious except for the fact that it was supposed to be, or it is supposed to be, like, and just absolutely phenomenal. It's supposed to be happily um, ever after, too. Yeah, yep. I call it the exact okay. same thing. That is my exact name for it. So, based on, I didn't know the story, and I didn't want to ask Matt really what the story was until I had you on here. Um, so, I appreciate you explaining the story, not to all, everybody listening, but as well as me. Um, and... That's for sure. Epcot is 100% just a story from the time you walk in the gate to Spaceship Earth is literally a 2,000 uh, year story in 20 minutes. Um, 30,000 year story. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever. And then uh, it's just the fact that yeah, I don't think they should really have a just a fireworks show at, at especially having it on the 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 water like that you can do so that's much the other it. thing i wanted to talk about with the illuminations is that something that made it really unique is you could stand anywhere in the entire world and have the same experience really like happily yeah. ever after yeah, if you're sure. not standing in front of the castle if you're not able to see the projections it's it's not the same they need to cut they need to cut down they need to cut down some of the trees in in magic kingdom so people have a better view of it but no for sure uh i what do you guys know? Besides the fact that it's going to be happily ever after 2.0, is there any like things that you rumors of what it's going to be like? Water projections. Uh, um, yeah. Is that is that's so? It's a, a little feature. bit of what's it called? It's so, kind of like Rivers music. of Light used to be. Rivers of Light, you said, yeah. Okay, you said Disney yeah, music. Yeah, Disney Matt? music. I mean, that's all it is. is okay. Like Disney music, not even Which... Disney music related to Epcot, just. Disney yeah, music. like they even like if you go into the Odyssey, right. you hear like Hercules, and I'm like, okay, great, like Greek mythology and whatever. But we don't even have Greece and Epcot. And I think like Tangled is are in they, there. Are, are they gonna bring in any? Do we know if they're gonna have an original song? They should. They you think they would because all the big ones, like I mean, Fantasmic doesn't, but Wishes and Happily Ever After, they had original music that and Illuminations. They, you think that they would? If I had yeah, to guess, yeah. I would say yeah. no. Illuminations was just an original. I would. I you don't, don't think so. Either. I'm not sure. You you would think they would have Maybe. To. like it's, an intro, yeah. I guess where else would the, yeah, where else would the name come from? I guess it needs to be a song that says harmonious at some point. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would guess. I don't know. Who who knows when it's even gonna come? Because well, they were doing testing uh, for barges like a, uh, probably a week and a half ago. Oh yeah, yeah. They they sent out a warning that if you hear loud noises, it's because we're testing. I think it was originally so. Is May. the uh, yeah, I, a while ago. It was supposed to be out by now. But uh, is there a, um, is the globe, whatever the globe is Flotera. called, I think. Yeah, is, is she, I guess you can say, she's not making she's a dead. In her I watched yeah. her. I watched them take okay, her apart. What, literally such a disgrace and a dishonor. And, that's what I thought. I thought she was pretty much. And the really confusing thing now is that we've got 19 torches that pretty much symbolize nothing because oh, they literally another... took apart the globe. Yeah. That was another issue that I had with Epcot Forever was when they used the lights that were on the countries to turn on. I was like, you're using them as a show element rather than a story element now. And I don't like it. Same with the torches. I, I will agree with that. Yeah. I think using the torches, though, for the Illuminations callback in Epcot Forever was fine. Oh, yes. When they 
was the best scene in the whole best show. Part of, yeah. That was the best part of the whole <laughs> show. So it's Fantasmic is considered what do you consider a story, yes, right? Absolutely. A little bit a little bit. Happily ever after no. it's it's there's there's, there's a, a story a in the bit. beginning there's... and the end, and it's like about a two minute story and then that's it. Well, in the middle of it they're related like when the you have like friend part of it and then there you're in like love and then there's like uh hardship in your time when all the villains come in and then you get back from it and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of story if you look at it that way. Not as much as illuminations for sure. I I'll give you that. But um you think there would have to be some type of story, not just a full on just Yeah, but see like there those are like more like mini messages that it's like get kind of like subtly giving you yeah. rather than like one overall like story that like starts from beginning to end and like leads you through a whole thing like Phantasmic does, for example, in Mickey's dream. Really important to point out, he said subtly because the whole time you're watching fireworks, you're not watching a story. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I guess somebody who's been there 27 times and seen Happily Ever After that much, you catch on the things. I honestly haven't seen Happily Ever After that much. I really haven't. I've seen it. I've seen it. Probably not 27, but less than 10. It's probably right around 10. Maybe two. That's, that's it. Damn. I've probably right. got well, what, what's illuminated, but what's illumination? <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh, well, I, when I was here on my CP, I think I watched it like, and this is not on work. Like I came to Epcot while I was off work and watched <laughs> it. it would probably be like five or six times. Okay. Um, but on my own vacationing and stuff like that, it's probably another five. Gotcha. I've okay. probably watched Illuminations right. over 100 to 200 times. That show is my my life. My parents actually got engaged That's... to that show. Have you always, like, uh, do you live in Florida? And have you always lived in Florida? No, I'm actually from New Jersey, but I visit a lot. Oh, I'm from New Jersey, too. Yeah. we're Pardon? I'm also we're all, from New Jersey. We're all from the same <laughs> area. Well, the reason I knew you were from New Jersey is because your favorite resort's the Beach Club. <laughs> uh, I mean, part of that New is Jersey, just because sure. it is right next door to... Uh, <laughs> I know, I was Pond. just making a joke, but like that yeah. resort totally reminds me of New Jersey. Yeah. You know, we're on like, like, Ethan, you're like South Central's. Are you South Central Jersey. Jersey? I'm like 15 miles outside South of Philly. Jersey. Okay, so I'm outside of Philly. You're the Jersey side of outside of Philly, and Matt, you're up yeah, in New York, right? North Central. I okay. bet you you say oh, Taylor Ham. We all you? come. Yes, I do, Taylor. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> We're all from the same area, so. Uh, all right. So, any last little tidbits of anything about the illuminate illuminations and the other nonsense? I want Harmonious to be good. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, I want it to be good. I'm going in with low well, expectations, think, so maybe I'll be surprised. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody's going in and be like, "I want the show." Yeah, to be terrible. That, I don't think. Oh, there's definitely there. some diehard <laughs> Illuminations fans that are, will just refuse to accept anything. I mean, that's also partially me, but <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm like you're talking. You're talking to a yeah. diehard Illuminations yeah. fan. Um, I will say, I think that um, the show itself is going to be absolutely fantastic. They say it's going to be like the most ambitious show that they've ever created, and I'm sure when they say that, they will live up to it. But it all comes down to the does it fit in Epcot thing with the story and the message and the world. And I just don't no. <laughs> I just don't think it does. Like like I feel like this show that they're making would work perfectly in even even more so in Hollywood studios with yes. the movies. Because like Hollywood Studios needs a new nighttime show. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know if you like Star Wars or not. I mean, I'm indifferent, but that park has too much Star Wars and also it's too one. Uh, it's too what's the word i'm looking for it's it's like it doesn't appeal to like a large audience if you don't like star wars like if you don't like that sucks you're but, one note yeah true yeah so they definitely like should consider that instead all right well who knows how long we're gonna have to wait until we see harmonious true. but i feel like it's going to Today be would have been a great day <laughs> it would have been a great day just out of nowhere, just be like, oh, let's shoot it off for the five people that are here tonight. <laughs> All right. So going away, we have a couple more segments, I guess you could say. Um, and we're going to – I asked you guys to come up with some fun facts about the park just because all three of us have worked there. So we kind of – the more, when you work at a park, you learn the stupid things because we get like a tour before we work, before we actually start. Like part of training, we kind of get a tour with a bunch yep. of stuff. I don't know, Matt, how much of a 
little tour you had because that was you were deployed over there. Me and Ethan actually started over My there. tour was actually so. a joke because I got a tour before the um, festival started. So they literally would walk us around the, the World Showcase and they'd be like, okay, there's going to be a tent here eventually, but it's just not here right now. <laughs> And then there's going to be another yeah. tent here and there's going to be some art and a register there. And I was like, so basically I just walked around the world showcase and did nothing. Oh, so you just got yeah. the festivals tour. We got like an Epcot tour yeah, we... and then we got a festivals tour afterwards. I don't even. Yeah. We got to go on. We got to go on space. We didn't even get to do that. No. Okay. So before we get to the fun facts, since all of us probably have something and you guys want to spit all your fun facts on just talking about a little running low on them. Let's, <laughs> let's go first off with, Taking out the construction walls, I mean, I guess you actually could would consider construction walls, but knowing him, would Walt be disappointed with where Epcot is right now compared to what his original idea was? <laughs> yeah. You think he would be disappointed? Yes and no. Okay. There are certain things. I, I, I think he, right now, I don't think he would be, honestly be as disappointed because he's all about, like, we have to he might be disappointed about how like how many things are going on at one but he time. Likes it evolving. But the fact that we're changing, yeah, exactly. So I'm thinking he's fine with that. I know his whole. I don't think the the world showcase wasn't even any what part of what he wanted to include in Epcot. Exactly. But but he is also the type of person I feel like would appreciate what the world showcase has brought to Epcot. I mean, it is Epcot, and it might not be what he wanted, but it is pretty damn cool. So I think he would not necessarily be disappointed. He might be like, what happened to my idea? But it'd be like, all right, you guys did a pretty good job. Of I think I can agree with else. that. I can agree with that as well. That was the part where I was like, I think he'd be fine with where Epcot it, um, where, where was, I'd say. Okay. Anything, is there anything he would be disappointed at besides maybe the 27,000 walls that are up and down the park? It's, it's I, really I hard know. to say because I mean, his original his... vision was just so different from what it is today. Yeah, no, it's like they I basically took the name the and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, much, I can much. bring up the name. See, the thing about the name is it stands for like Future World and like what Epcot is and like science and world and whatever. It literally what it stands for is like it already wasn't truly lived up to, but at least they have like the future aspect of it. You know, like. And the, the tomorrow, the tomorrow, the tomorrow yeah. of it, yes, they have that. And like when they originally announced the um, Epcot like overhaul, I thought that they were going to continue um, to refurb everything to feel more futuristic. But instead, they did the opposite of what they, I thought they were going to do, and they just are completely getting rid of Future World altogether. And they're putting in more t- of today's IPs. Yes, and they're putting in more of today's IPs. So what I was going to say is that as much as I think Walt. Disney loved change and like loved open-mindedness and creativity and ideas. I don't think he would have liked this because a, I don't find it very creative in a sense. It's, it's, it's not like it's a completely original idea. Secondly, Mm -hmm. I, even though Walt's vision for Epcot, like wasn't entirely met with what he like originally intended it to be. I felt like they found us a great like middle ground and it still had like you know it was still the most unique park in the world with like something that like only disney could offer and now i um like with the changes coming i feel like they're turning epcot into like a magic kingdom and i don't think that i think that what walt disney wanted what because like he he was really um into the idea of like theming and different lands and like differences so like when you go into like the Magic Kingdom, like you can't see another land from one land. So because they're separate, you want to be entirely immersed and you want that differentiation between like the different, uh, the different lands and stuff and the different parks. And I feel like by creating a park that has the same stuff as another park and the same kind of show and just the same experiences, you're kind of like just blending everything together and it's just going to be like the same experience four times. I can understand that. The, yeah, so like, there's, essentially, that. I'm saying there's bad change that Walt wouldn't like. No, I I, I agree. Uh, there's definitely things that I feel like Walt wouldn't be too happy with himself because it's deviating a little bit yes. too much. Um, it's okay to deviate a little bit because obviously we're not Walt, and no one will ever be Walt when right. we're not inside his mind. Um, so we can't read it and understand exactly what he wanted. But there are things I feel like are deviating a little too much away from i mean walt laid down a pretty good 
like of what he wanted just happened that he passed away before he could fully yeah. put it out and but we'll see where it goes i mean there, i know there's people like you matt who don't really appreciate the ip i, so yeah, much. I don't there's also pe- but there's also people who love the ip and i think they're going for more than families and when you yeah. have five to it's, it's gonna bring in more five to 12 year old girls it will it will be but it's also for people like us who like I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the other rides because then i mean you watch the movies and you relate to all the characters and you want to see them in person and be able to talk to them and like they'll probably they're gonna have a moana meet and greet i would assume i don't know why they yeah. wouldn't can i just clarify um, i do like the integration of i can tolerate the integration of ips if they make sense which is where like you know how i said i have a bone to pick with frozen Te- like yeah. i understand that like the movie itself is based off of like norwegian culture per se but i still am bothered because like you don't get any it doesn't you don't notice anything in the ride that is norwegian except maybe like their clothing but like um it the movie takes yeah, place in true. a you know like a it, arendelle's not real like it's it so but ratatouille for example like i can deal with it because it is um it's actually like it takes place in paris you can like tell from the music you can tell from the food from like every kind of like aspect in it, you can tell it's fr- it's from France. So that's like okay. I, yeah, where I, I like kind of stand with the IP integration. Okay, all right. So after all that and everything like that, I mentioned fun facts and stuff uh, just because I feel like I know a lot about the park. Um, everybody, everybody enjoys about the park, but everybody doesn't. The whole story about illuminations because I knew that was going to take up definitely some time. Um, with you two but uh do you guys have any fun facts about i mean every park has hidden things has crazy things that to the eye you're just like oh it's just there but disney had a reason for it and the company the imagineers have a reason for everything they do from the path through Frontierland and Adventureland that is a trail of poop to things hanging oh from i love other that stuff. one that so, was my favorite um what's a fun you just have to say one just one fun fact that you guys uh have about Epcot, about something that a normal person probably wouldn't know or even recognize. Hmm. Ethan, you got any, anything fun? I'm not so sure fun, but just something that no normal person would know. Um, so okay. I think a lot of people are familiar with the Utilidor in Magic Kingdom. There's mm-hmm. an entire network of tunnels uh, in all yes. of Magic Kingdom. Epcot actually has a very similar network of tunnels under Future World, um, mainly on the mouse gear side. Barely, rarely used. Mainly on the mouse gear side, it's used for stocking and mouse gear. There's also a bunch of staff rooms down there and stuff. Nobody really knows about it. There's a little tunnel uh, that leads down there just to the left of Spaceship Earth if you were facing the front of the park. Yes. I've been down there one time. It was the day that Hurricane Doreen decided to come through, and we just had to – I don't know why we went down that way. It was just quicker, (laughs) I guess, instead of going out in the heat. heat. So we went that way. But – uh. Yes, that is definitely something that people don't realize that there's actually as well as just like Magic Kingdom. Matt, do you have anything fun or um, interesting? Well, I know Ethan kind of mentioned this one earlier about like Test Track being the fastest ride at Disney World, but it's more so it's actually the fastest Disney ride ever created in any park around the world. Or did you say it was, I think it beats like one other ride like by like one or two miles an hour, I think. But, uh, Rock and um, roller coaster goes sixty-two. I thought. I thought. It, I thought well, it was what's... fifty-eight. Even I if think... it's sixty-two, um, test track is sixty-four point nine. So, right. yeah. So regardless, do you know what's? Do you know what the same speed is? What else in Disney World is the same speed as uh, test track? I forget what the 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 trash system inside yes, Magic that's Kingdom. What it was. That's what trash it was. Okay, but that, I was like, that's not an attraction. That's not a traditional guest-facing uh, <laughs> ride. <laughs> no, Safety not, is the first not usually. You cannot use that as an attraction. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, though. Yeah. Um, but then my other fun fact is that um, Norway and Morocco don't light up during the nighttime shows because... Oh, that's I know. Fun. Yeah, because of um, cultural reasons. I know, and also, like, Morocco is... I think the most unique pavilion in Epcot because of like cultural reasons, but also like they have like small imperfections throughout the um, pavilion because like in their culture, they believe that nobody's perfect and nothing can be perfect. So they have like just like small little imperfections in the architecture and designs. And yeah. So 
I believe is Norway because of that, or is it because Morocco isn't? So they wanted to make it even. So that's why. Well, Norway's Norway, not. I'm not actually sure if it's a cultural reason or if it's because it's the newest pavilion in Epcot and they just didn't add the lights on when they built it. I, I, I thought it was because they wanted like during the the show they wanted to split it because they're like directly across from each other. They wanted to split the difference and make it, uh, like have half it on one side, half on the other side, and split it that, down the middle. That's, that's what I heard. I, could I have be no wrong. idea. That could be. I just know Morocco in particular. Like I know both of them don't light up, and I know Morocco is because of the cultural reason. Okay. Yeah, Another so. thing to point out is Morocco. Hopefully, I get this right when I say it. Morocco is the only country in the World Showcase that was fully funded and paid for by its host country and it's still to this red day run by its host country yes you said that the entire yes the entire pavilion some other pavilions have stores or restaurants that are owned and run by their uh home country but morocco's entire pavilion is the only one that is uh owned and run by its entire entirely by its home country and tower of terror which is not in epcot it's in hollywood studios it's the same color as morocco because when you're standing in certain spots you see see it and they didn't want to have it not be the theme of it so it's the same color but my that was also a fun fact but my fun fact is if you can't see it now because it's covered up by walls i think most of it's covered up by walls but if you're standing at the fountain on the back side of the fountain so the not the show world showcase side of it not the spaceship earth side of it if you stand on the back side of it there is a epcot symbol on the ground and the middle circle of that symbol was the uh, center of property was the exact center of property when it was first purchased by Walt when he when he came down here it is not the center of property anymore because they expanded and it's over near Hollywood Studios now don't know where near Hollywood Studios but that used to be the center of property so that's my fun fact don't know if you guys knew that one but that's what we learned on our tour yeah you told me that one once before when you did it was new for me yeah well I learned that on my tour of uh when we got hired our training tour or whatever. So gentlemen, I greatly appreciate you guys coming on and talking. This was a fun episode. Uh, It's a park that I know a lot about and I know there's a lot of thoughts and opinions going on right now in it because of how it looks as well as the situation it's in as the moving forward and everything like that. Um, And I also just wanted to get you guys to talk about illuminations because I know how much you guys enjoy. I actually have the um, the limited uh, edition serigraph that they released a couple of weeks ago. Um, I bought it. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I got the uh, limited edition cast member <laughs> pin for um, Illuminations and the Magic Band, but I didn't get the other thing. Yeah, so um, the posters that they have hung up in the Epcot experience, they're selling them in like small batches. They're $90 each, which is... Oh, you bought one for 90 Oh, see, now, see, no wonder why I didn't know about it, because I don't spend more than $3.10 at Epcot. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so far I bought the Spaceship Earth and the Illuminations one. That's funny. Jeez. All right. Well, we know who likes to spend money, who doesn't like to spend money. <laughs> that was the whole idea That's a little of that beginning end there. Uh, show. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, at some point, I will have people on to do each of the individual parks. Um, it might be these guys to come back on and do the other parks as well. We will see. But uh, thank you again. And everyone have